Hello, world. It's the ladies of Nerditude again. My name is Jill. And I'm Francine. And this week we're going to talk about Father's Day. Yeah. I'm excited. Before we start, do we have anything to discuss that we've been doing recently? I'm doing pretty much the same stuff I was doing before. <laughs> um, I am watching Grace and Frankie, though, on Netflix, and it's fabulous. I love it. It's I love cute. it. It's the cutest show of ever, and I, I think they cast it really well. So I'm very excited to finish it and also kind of sad to finish it because I don't want it to end. I think <laughs> The, they put out a season recently, so mm-hmm. yeah, you might have to wait a little while. I know. It's going to be so hard to get to the end of what's out and then be like, well, it'll be a year. That's rough. I am flipping through our Twitter here really quick because I asked a question a couple weeks ago now because <laughs> that's how slackery I am about if uh, time and money was not an object, where would you go on your nerdy Ooh. vacation? And people actually responded, which is nice. awesome. Thank you for responding, world. Yeah, I was super excited. And then because we record ahead of time and stuff, I forgot to like mention oh, sure. it when mm-hmm. I when I actually did it. Um, it's but been a busy people life. said they wanted to go to Disney World, of course. Duh, Harry Potter World. Uh, duh, actual Hogwarts because I didn't specify that it couldn't be fictional. Hmm. Hmm. And I can't find it. There was um, Annie, our friend Annie, said she wanted to go to basically the library at Alexandria. Ooh, that would be in cool. Egypt. She had a link. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was really that was really cool. Yeah. Thanks for making it feel like people were listening to our Twitter. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I co-sign all of those trips. I want to go with you on all of them. I know. Don't they sound great? <laughs> I'll go everywhere. And I found this really cool article about... The perfect museum road trip in America, quote unquote. So we're going. Yeah. So if you guys <laughs> could fund that, we'll send pictures. Totally. I love a museum. You love a museum. I fucking love a museum. We love a road trip. All of these things. I'm down. Yeah. We'll bring a mixtape. <laughs> a It'll really big one. <laughs> yes. A really long mixtape. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> so to celebrate Father's Day. Yay. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. We're going to talk about all of our favorite fictional fathers. Yes. Of the good persuasion. Yes. I have a couple on my list that are a little questionable, but we'll get there. Well, that's fair. But (laughs) before that, do we want to say anything about our dads? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I so want to talk about my dad. Go for it. Um, Hi, dad. If you're listening, I love you. Um, (laughs) My dad lives with my mom, obviously, on the other side of the country from us. Mm -hmm. So it's been hard to adjust from like seeing them every day to seeing them when they come out here to visit or when when I go back there to visit. But my dad is the best because he just came out here when we bought our new house and he did like all of these fix it projects and like put new lighting in some of our rooms, like upgraded our electricity. My dad is the handiest handy guy of ever. That's so sweet. He's awesome. And I couldn't, I mean, he got so much work done in the week that they were here. He took his vacation to come out here and work. It was the best. It was so sweet. That's so So, nice. And growing up, he was like this really outdoorsy type guy. So I learned how to camp and how to like, pick things in the forest and like find my way. He was very like boy scout, girl scout oriented. So, um, he, I kind of owe all of that to him. Aww. 
Yeah. Along with my love of like building things and making things and my whole like theater career, I pretty much owe to him too. And you're so good at building things and making things. Thank you. I try. Yeah, <laughs> I succeed. These are the reasons that I love my dad. Aw. <laughs> what about uh, your dad? My dad is, he's my hero. I'm Aww. daddy's girl. Definitely. That's the um, best. Yeah, so when I was growing up, my dad was a firefighter and an EMT and a basketball coach and a road worker, and I'm from this really small town, so basically my dad did everything. <laughs> he was everything. He was everything, and so was my Aitichi, my grandpa, who mm-hmm. is my dad's dad, and he lived next door. So between the two of them, I learned also a lot of handy things like changing tires and... um. Just like a lot of handy skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad is also a very kind person, and I I try to be kind. <laughs> it's not always easy. You are kind. Thank you. <laughs> um, but I learned a lot of that from him, and he's also very funny. Uh, he is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope I picked up some of that. But he – and he would tell me fibs. Let's call them fibs. <laughs> When I was growing Tall up. tales. Yeah, my favorite thing that my dad ever did, favorite air quotes, <laughs> was when I was in third grade, he told me the story of the stick lizard, which for reference is not a real thing. <laughs> but I did a whole report Aww. on this fictional being. <laughs> and my teacher, who had also been my dad's teacher when he was growing up, looked at me and goes, Oh, honey, did your dad tell you that? Oh, she knew. She knew. Mm-hmm. That should tell you everything <laughs> you need to know about my dad. But I love him. He's the best. That's awesome. Yeah. We come from good stock. I think so. Awesome moms, fabulous dads. Oh, yeah. We're lucky people. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. And I'm excited I get to go home for Father's Day because my dad's yeah. only two hours away. So I'll see my dad in August. So I'm excited. Yay! Yes. I'll see him again yeah. soon. I promised him no work this time. Yeah, no, 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 no more. It's no an more. actual vacation. Don't, don't fix any more right. things. Don't do any projects. We don't have to go to Home Depot at all. Um. No Home Depot. <laughs> so moving on to fictional dads. Fictional dads, yes. Who do you want to start with? I realized as I was going through like my memory of dads from TV, dads from movies, I have this amalgamation in my brain of like every 80s and 90s sitcom dad. Yeah. As being like the same person. Basically. Even though they weren't all the same people, they kind of all fell into this like archetype of a dad. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of put them all together in my head. Like I can't really separate them in my brain because they're all so similar. And that was a weird realization to be like, wow, that's what I grew up with as like TV dad. So like stereotyping. Yeah, almost. They were always like, you know, the sad music plays. We're going to sit on on your bed together and like have a talk because, you know, whatever's going on in the episode needs to be resolved. (laughs) Now that you say that. Yeah. Right. They were so similar. The one that kind of sticks out to me is Danny Tanner from Full House. I did not watch that. Tell me more. So he sticks out to me because he's very much that archetypal dad. Like he's that stereotype dad. But he was a widow raising three daughters. Oh, dude. And I remember that like hit me really hard because it was different. He was a single parent amongst like all of those sitcoms with the mom and the dad. Um, And he was a guy 
with two brothers because Uncle Jesse and Uncle, um, oh my gosh, the name just flew right out of my head. John Stamos. No, well, that was Uncle Jesse. Oh, um, that other guy. That, that other guy. I'll think of it. Yeah, the the one with the puppet. I'll think of his name in a second. Um, they were raising three girls, and oh, that man. that's where like the the hijinks and like the sitcominess of the series came from a lot of the time. But it was always very sweet to me how he would like remember their mom and how like on Mother's Day they would watch videos of their mom when Aww. she was still alive. Like I just that kind of sticks with me and it gives me these warm fuzzies because he had to be both parents, but he didn't neglect the fact that they had a mom, even if the little ones don't really remember her. He still like Getting remembered her for them. Yeah, I know. It was just I don't even watch <sighs> it and I'm missing. I know. Bob Saget is a douche. <laughs> in real life but his character was awesome i just oh man great dad just a Aww. great dad joey uncle joey oh I was like, <laughs> why are we yelling okay yeah right on <laughs> and uh is he on fuller house he is occasionally on fuller oh, house okay because i know that netflix not rebooted but like mm -hmm. they did like a sequel which is the thing now yeah let's bring back mm -hmm. everybody. And I heard they were doing it with friends, but I don't know if it's true. Yeah. I don't know if that's true, but he it's the, the Fuller house centers around his oldest daughter and her three boys. And she's also a widow. I see what they did there. Uh huh. And the middle sister is like the uncle Jesse type character. She's like the rebel. She's a DJ. Oh my. Um, and she is like, she actually moves in with them. So she becomes like the live in, aunt who takes on the role of like the uncles did it's uh -huh. very cute and uh -huh. they do show up occasionally they'll like come down and they'll be like hey girls we came to visit the house because they live in the same house that they grew up in it's very cute oh, okay it's worth a watch if you liked full house as a kid watch fuller house it's really okay. good what if i didn't watch full house watch full house first okay. and then watch fuller house okay <laughs> makes sense <laughs> uh my first fictional dad is Gomez Adams. Yes, he's on my list too. He's a great dad. I love him. Mm -hmm. We had Morticia on our Mother's Day mm -hmm. episode, and I just think that separately and together, they are amazing parents. Agreed. And Gomez is just so invested <laughs> in his kids, mm -hmm. and he gets so excited when they tell him that he's kind of like a kid himself. And... I really liked the episode from the 1960s show where he thinks Pugsley is turning into a normal kid. Uh-oh. Unacceptable. He's got like a Boy Scout uniform and he's got a puppy. <laughs> and for the Adamses, that's fucking weird, right? But he's like, if that's what makes you happy, I will go play catch in the yard with you, even though Aww. you can tell he is totally <laughs> not into it. And I think that's awesome that in their weird flipped way, he's being really supportive of his kid. Yeah. And he also, there was an episode where Wednesday like punched some little boy in the face or something. I can't, he like of pulled course. out her hair or something. And Gomez was immediately on Wednesday's side. There was no, well, you're the little girl, so mm -hmm. you have to be this way. He was like, no, you are you tell your kid to keep in line. So Aww. I think he's awesome. He is an awesome dad. And what a fashion sense. 
He looks good in that pinstripe suit. Goodness. He has such a fashion sense. And I just, oh, he's a great role model. Well, yeah. And John Aston in that, and he was just so excitable. <laughs> and a lot of people don't think about this, but also they were one of the first interracial couples on TV. Well, that's a good I point. I mean, Lucy and Ricky were, but mm -hmm. Gomez, even though John Aston is white, um, Gomez Adams is actually Spanish. Yeah. So... And then when they did the movies and it was Raul Julia, right? Yeah, who, I want to say, was he Cuban? I, think, I, he, I think he might have been. I mean, I he, could be he's wrong. passed away now. I could be wrong. But if I'm not, or if I am, I'm sorry. But yeah, they were mm -hmm. interracial. And I think that was kind of cool that they had that on TV in the 60s. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, who's your next one? I can't talk about dads and not talk about Dr. Jones and Indiana Jones. Oh my God, duh. Hi. Just saying, like the greatest dad and son duo of ever. Um, <laughs> I loved when they brought in Indy's dad because you really saw this whole other side to him because he had been this swashbuckling hero who was like such an alpha male. But then you put his dad in the mix and he's all like, dad, you know, and he just he just deflates his image completely. You know, we, yeah. that was the dog's name, not your name. What are you talking about? Why are you shooting people? You know, like you should do some more reading and some more counting. And what are you, what is all this Michigas that you're into right now? I just, I loved that. And then their dynamic as the movie went on, they kind of made their peace and they grew together. They did. And I just, oh man, that was the, who could you get to play Indiana Jones's dad? That was perfect. James Bond. Obviously, is the clear yes. choice. And I kind of liked how they flipped. Like, you would expect him to be more action-y and stuff. Mm -hmm. And he was just kind of, like, in the corner with his briefcase. He's this bookish nerd. Yeah. But he kicked some ass. He sure did. He can step it up and he kind of... Those seagulls. Yeah, those seagulls were brilliant. <laughs> and then we got to see Indy as a dad in the fourth film. Yeah. Which was kind of weird because he sort of turned into his father. As soon as he realized he had a kid, he was like, you're going to college. You're cutting your hair. You're I think a lot of people do that, though. They turn into their parents as mm -hmm. soon as they become a parent. Yeah. And he didn't even know he was a parent at first. Right. So it was cool to see him like meet this kid and not realize they were related. And the way that he treated him completely changed when he realized it was his kid. True. Then he was like, I wasn't your father when I told you you didn't need college. Now you need college. <laughs> that was just great. So I loved seeing him as a son with a father and then seeing him as a father with a son. Yes. was I thought that was great character development. Plus, I, I love them forever. <laughs> well, yeah. Don't we all? Oh, Indy. It's true. I have Red Foreman from that 70s show. <laughs> what a dad. <laughs> So when I was growing up, everybody told me that my dad looked like Red Foreman. Didn't act huh. like him, but they looked like him. And everybody at school called my dad Red. I don't know if he knew that, but <laughs> anyway. I like him, and I've been rewatching that 70s show, and I just, I forgot how good it is. But what I really like about Red is, even though he's this hard ass. He, which he totally is. He is, but he also takes in Steven Hyde mm -hmm. and lets him live in the basement when he doesn't have to. And he also, he and Kitty are so cute together. They he, are really cute. Even though he's like this hard ass jerk and he is <laughs> a jerk to Eric a lot. 
he has a soft spot and he treats his wife really well mm-hmm. and he he's like kind but he's bitter about it <laughs> <laughs> and i think he's a great sitcom dad yeah he is a great sitcom dad for sure and he's kind of scary and intimidating and he he always calls fez the foreign kid which is kind of like oh he's kind of mean but i i like that he had his even though he begrudgingly does it he always had his home open to other people's kids Mm -hmm. and you kind of think about it like oh they're all hanging out but honestly a lot of them didn't have anywhere else to be so i thought it was funny that he was like this jackass with a big heart yeah that's sweet and it feels real he feels like a real person oh yeah when they kind of make him a little bit complicated like that Mm -hmm. he's more layered than your average sitcom dad was yes and that's cool yeah i like that he was like a modern sitcom dad yeah yeah definitely and the way he and kitty would deal with things (laughs) together was always pretty funny yeah they're cute they're a good family Mm -hmm. they are and he's a good head of the household although you could argue she's the head of the household (laughs) yeah Yeah. they share it they do (laughs) which isn't good yeah so he was on my list cool speaking of modern sitcom dads i gotta talk about phil for modern family oh my god he's on my list yeah he's the best dad he's oh man the way that he Kind of in a Gomez Adamsy sort of way, he gets excited when his kids are excited. Oh yeah, and he is like a big kid, almost to a fault in some episodes. You know, uh, the one with the llama <laughs> when he was like, oh, but it was the last one. Yeah. The one with the ducks too when yeah. they had when he took in oh, the ducks and that made me cry. Yeah, I'm an adult. Um, <laughs> but I love his relationship with Luke in particular because they are so similar. And Luke's his only boy. And they have that special bond because they're both ridiculous and they'll both end up in the hospital because they decided one of them decided something dumb was a really good idea and the other one supported it. Um, But I love that childlike nature that he brings to the family dynamic Mm. because they definitely don't get that from Claire. So he balances her very well. And he's a great dad. He supports his kids. He loves his kids. He surprises them in sometimes embarrassing but really sweet ways. But it it, it comes from a good place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's such a dork. I love I just, that. I love that he's like an unabashed dork. It's great. That's the best way to be. Mm-hmm. So he's an awesome dad. Yeah, I, the episode where. Alex is going to college, and I can't remember if she's touring the campus mm-hmm. or, and he goes with her yeah he's just so embarrassing and then at the end when he convinces her to go jump off the diving board in Mm -hmm. the prom dress i was in tears (laughs) yeah uh also from modern family cameron and mitchell yeah they're great dads even though their kids a little i don't like a jerk (laughs) not a big fan of lily yeah no me either but i thought they were great dads they are great dads. They indulge her, even in her slight sociopathy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I like when all of the dads on that show get together. Mm-hmm. And you can see how different they all are from Ed O'Neill's character. And then there's Phil. And then there's Cam and Mitch. And it's like none of them really know what they're doing, but they all try to seem like they are. Yeah. And they all have a different dad style. Oh, yeah. Which is cool. 
Like Ed O'Neill obviously had a long journey as a dad and now as a grandpa and a dad again. (laughs) So he's got a complicated and a stepdad. He's like, he wears a lot of different dad hats, Um, but he's definitely the patriarch of the family. And he, sometimes he takes the long way around, but eventually he gets there to that place of support and that place of love and acceptance, Mm -hmm. even if he's a little bit crotchety about it and a little (laughs) bit of a jerk about it sometimes. Yeah. Um, He definitely loves and supports his family and all of their blendedness. Yeah. And that's great. Plus, they're so funny. Just as a group, they're such a great cast. Always in stitches. <laughs> I have kind of an unorthodox choice. Maybe Ooh, I love it. Clark Griswold. Okay. Yeah. From the Vacation movies. Mm-hmm. Chevy Chevy Chase. Mm-hmm. So when I was growing up, we watched Vacation and Christmas Vacation <laughs> all the time. It's not Christmas until you watch Christmas Vacation. <laughs> honestly, so Clark is kind of that stereotypical dad who's a bumbling moron. Mm-hmm. But even though the movies are kind of a joke about Clark in general, yeah. just how much effort he puts into the family vacation. That's true. It's so important to him to spend time with his family mm-hmm. and to make good lasting memories that he goes overboard. Yes. And he makes very bad decisions. Yes. Sometimes. (laughs) Very bad decisions. But I think because his heart is in a good place and he loves his family so much, I I had to put him on here. Yeah. He's a good dad in all of his, like, not quite getting it-ness. Yeah. I think of European vacation and I'm like, oh, man, they just didn't get it. That whole movie was about them not getting it. Yeah. That maybe wasn't painting Americans in the best light. (laughs) Nope. Definitely not. (laughs) Kind of accurate. It was. Uh, Yeah. It still is in a lot of ways. Unfortunately. (laughs) Unfortunately. But I really liked Vacation. And Vegas Vacation is kind of funny. Especially if you're from Nevada. When they're out there (laughs) cooking on the radioactive rocks, I can't help myself but laugh. But uh, I I think Clark's pretty cool. Yeah. He's a good dad. Maybe now don't embody him literally no maybe not but the place that he comes from you're right is a good place take the spirit but not the actual action the spirit the spirit exactly this is yours um let's see i have to mention a cartoon dad who's awesome Pacha from Emperor's New Groove oh i love Pacha he's a great dad yeah. He's so cute. His kids clearly love him. He indulges them. He's a really big, kind of imposing, like, physical presence. It's like a mountain. Right? He's a giant guy. And yet he picks up his tiny little daughter and his tiny little son. And he's, like, so gentle with them. And mm-hmm. he lets them kind of, you know, mess with him a little bit. Like, dad, 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 dad. And they're, like, jumping all over him, literally. <laughs> and he just kind of stands there and he's like, oh, I missed my kids. I missed my family. You know, he's great to his wife, um, even though she has a little bit of a sassy attitude and she's very pregnant and (laughs) they're a very adorable family. And he even kind of takes in Cusco as like a surrogate family member. 
You know, this guy's, you know, he's, he's the father figure to him because he's a spoiled little brat. And in a lot of ways, he's like a kid and a kid that needs a positive influence. And Pacha is that positive influence for him throughout the whole movie. I freaking love that movie. It's a great movie. Yeah, when I have to watch that later. Mm-hmm. I think of awesome fictional dads and he's right at the top of my mind. I'm like, he is a kick-ass dad. Well, yeah, and he walked all the way to Kuzco's palace mm-hmm. to make sure they could keep their house. Yep, yep. That's what starts the whole movie is yeah. that he doesn't want his family to lose their ancestral home. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I know. I'm just thinking about how awesome he is. He's a great dad and a good all-around person. I had to mention him. Absolutely. I have two animated dads. <gasps> Yay, I have more. Now but. that you... <laughs> I said Maurice from Beauty and the Beast. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because what, what did we decide that was? 1700s France? Yeah-ish. Something like um, that. Definitely France. Which is, I want to say it was the 1700s. That is incredibly forward thinking of him mm-hmm. to let his daughter read. Not just let her read. Encourages her to mm-hmm. read. Encourages her to help with his inventions mm-hmm. and... In the newer movie, she's the inventor mm-hmm. and just, again, a very dedicated father and just how he is with Belle make, makes my <laughs> heart go pitter-pat <laughs> because he also, there's no mom around, so yeah. he, we can assume widow, uh, which would have been hard back then, especially because I don't know anything about girls, right? <laughs> yeah. So I really like him because he goes to to all lengths. And when when Belle saves him from the beast, what's the first thing he does? He goes back to the village and is like, we got to go save my daughter. Mm -hmm. And even though everybody thinks he's crazy, he he just doesn't care. So it doesn't matter what happens to me. It doesn't matter what you guys think of me. You Mm -hmm. just got to save Belle. He's a he's a just wonderful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I just love how supportive he is. Mm-hmm. I love how he encourages her to be weird. Yes. He's like, I'm weird. You're weird. Everybody's yeah. weird. Just be weird. It's fine. And I love that was my favorite part about them growing up. Yeah. Was how they make this like they made this little space, their little home mm-hmm. as like the place where it's cool to be weird. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't give a crap what the neighbors thought. Even though they were blowing up their house. Yeah. <laughs> To them, the villagers were weird mm-hmm. for being sheeple, yeah. I guess, would be the, the best word for them. But there's Love something it. more. It's true. I, <laughs> it's a great movie. Yeah, it is. My other animated one was Marlin. I had him on my list, too, oh for Finding Nemo. Oh, my God. He's a great dad. I love him. Single parents, man. <sighs> Love it. Goes the whole ocean. <laughs> oh my it's god! It's true. It's true. He's a little overprotective. With but can you blame with a him? reason? Yes, with a good reason. He's a little overprotective, so it's a journey for him too, both literal and figurative. You know, he's got to learn to let go a little because his kid's grown up and he can take care of himself. But yet, it's good when your dad comes and saves you when you're in trouble. Yeah. I, that's another movie I just like laugh slash cry the whole time because mm-hmm. I feel so bad for him at the beginning with Coral, but 
I mean, I'm not a parent, but I would guess that's that's what it's all about. Is like I'm gonna go the whole ocean to find my kid. Not just that, he got in that pelican's beak. Mm-hmm. Nigel, I love <laughs> Nigel, and did all of these scary things when he was afraid of everything, mm-hmm. literally afraid of everything. And I liked that there was character development at the end. He was like, okay, maybe maybe we can be friendlier and go out. And, and he also took in Dory, mm-hmm. who definitely needed some help. <laughs> yes. So I love Marlon. It's a good, great dad and a really great dad story. Like how to figure out how yeah. to be a dad as your kid grows up. Figuring out the balance of being, like you said, overprotective. Mm-hmm. Or kind of letting go a little bit. Yeah. Participating in the adventure. Yeah. He does it literally. But And I also liked in that movie when he runs into Crush, the turtle. Crush is a great dad too. Yeah. I fucking love him. (laughs) It's high you know, the headbutt with his kid, Squirtle. Was that what his name was? Squirt. Squirt. Squirtle is a Pokemon. Sorry. I was just like (laughs) all over the place. Squirt, yeah. I thought they were cute. And mm-hmm. I like that him encountering a more relaxed <laughs> dad helped him better understand his own relationship with his son. Yeah. And it loosened him up a little bit. Oh, yeah. When he was with them, he was kind of like, yeah, dude, it's all cool. <laughs> like he adopted a little bit of that. Oh, yeah. And I feel like he held on to it. And that was good for him. Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> Some great dads in that movie. Oh, yeah. Good parents in general. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, if we're going to talk about cartoon dads, we got to talk about Mufasa from The Lion King. Oh, my God. It's I know. too soon. I know. It's still too soon. But what a great dad. He, you know, he. Wa- I know. I'm getting all my like, just thinking about it. My childhood. I know. <laughs> um, but, you know, he's trying to teach his son to be respectful and be a good leader. He's trying to maybe with a little bit of tough love show him that even though he's going to be the king, he shouldn't rest on the fact that he's going to be the king. It still means like that yeah. he has work to do and that he has to, he has a responsibility to the people that he rules. He's a very educating dad. That's how I kind of remember him through my childhood classes. I'm like, wow, he's a dad that taught Simba so much and he didn't realize it until later after his dad was gone. But he learned so much from his dad just by being around him. He was very wise. He was super wise. And, you know, he he taught him like a respect for the people that came before him, like the line of kings before him, that whole scene where they're looking at the stars and, you know, the whole scene where he's like, he takes him up to the top of Pride Rock and he shows him, <gasps> shows him the whole kingdom. I know, I know. <laughs> but he always had these like great lessons that really, they stuck with me as a kid. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they stuck with Simba, even though he had his like teen angst period. Yeah. Um, eventually he kind of grew into a person that I, or a, a lion <laughs> that I think his dad would be really proud of. Yeah, I agree. Funny though, that he was voiced by Darth Vader, James Earl Jones. I know. Who's also Bad on my dad. list of dads, but not a good dad. Bad dad, good dad. <laughs> Bad dad, good dad. Uh, it's true. Yeah, that, I mean, that came out. Lion King came out when I was, I think it was like 97 or eight. Was it 92, 94? I don't remember. I I was like in second grade. I remember that. And that just was 
so sad. I know. I know. I'm I, still not over it. No, I rewatched it in my 20s. <laughs> Balls. Still cried. Yeah. Everywhere. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm with you. I remember even as a kid being impressed with mm-hmm. his wisdom. Except that he couldn't identify how terrible his brother was. <laughs> Touche. He but, had a blind spot. It was a tragic flaw. But it was a whole Hamlet situation. When he, oh, well. <laughs> when he comes and he saves Simba from the hyenas. And he, yeah, tough love. Mm-hmm. It was very moving. I know. The whole movie is very moving. Still, to this day, <laughs> I have a lot of feelings about that movie. But he was a great dad. He was. Who else was on your list? I have Wayne Zielinski from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh. <laughs> Got that look on your face. I was who like, who? Hell? I did not remember uh, the character name. Played by Rick Moranis. Who I love. I love Rick Moranis. He had a very tragic... Speaking mm-hmm. of good dads, by the way, Rick Moranis. True. Very good point. IRL. Mm-hmm. Um, his wife passed away from cancer, so he quit Hollywood to go raise his kids. To be a dad. He's like, I'm done being a Hollywood dad. I'm going to be a real dad. That's my heartstrings. I know. So also he played Wayne Zielinski, mm-hmm. who is this wacky inventor <laughs> gone awry. <laughs> and he invents the shrinking ray and he thinks it doesn't work. So he smashes it, which apparently is how you fix the damn thing to <laughs> That's work. That's how you turn it on, obviously. And he shrinks his kids. Whoops. Um, Hijinks and Hijinks and <laughs> If you haven't seen this movie, I pity you because right in my childhood, <laughs> 80s and 90s movies. It's true. Revisit. Um, and at the beginning of the movie, because I rewatched this recently, and when you see it again with adult eyes, you kind of go, oh man, that guy was kind of a tool. But because <laughs> he and his wife are bickering mm-hmm. and... He kind of ignores his kids a little bit for science. And they've kind of all accepted that dad's kind of kooky and a little weird and <laughs> whatever. But throughout the course of the movie, he becomes the dad that he should be because mm-hmm. he's so like, I got to find the kids who are somewhere in the lawn. <laughs> With the giant bugs. Don't even get me started. That is so sad. When the ant dies. I know. I can't. Anyway. <laughs> so, Spoilers. The ant, movie's like the ant 30 years old. I know. <laughs> but some people might not have seen it. Fools. Anyway, <laughs> he learns throughout his mistake how to be a better dad. Mm-hmm. And then in the sequel, Honey, I Shrunk Myself or whatever it's called. There were two sequels. There was Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. Yeah. Where they make the kid giant, the mm-hmm. baby. Yes. That was hilarious. <laughs> and then there was Honey, I Shrunk, Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. Yeah. They flip the script and the parents shrink. It's crazy. I mean, yeah. You would think maybe just keep a better eye on the ray. I don't know. Put the ray away, I think, is the lesson. But he becomes a better dad through his mistakes. And who doesn't love Rick Moranis? It's true. He was great. He's a great guy. He's a great dad. I know. So I had him on here. That's a good one. I have to mention, I know you haven't watched it, but Keith Mars from Veronica Mars. 
is like the most kick-ass dad ever. He's another single parent, a dad raising a daughter who's a teenager. <laughs> he's a um, he's a private investigator because he was the police chief in the town, but mm-hmm. hijinks ensued and he got he lost like being the sheriff. Freaking hijinks! I know it's it's all part of the story how he like lost his uh, position as sheriff of the mm-hmm. town. But he has a very headstrong, very particular type of child. Veronica is like, I'm going to do what I want to do no (laughs) matter what. Even if it's a bad decision, I don't care. Nobody's going to tell me what I can and can't do. Mm -hmm. Um, She has a lot of sassy attitude and she doesn't. She's more of a doer. She doesn't believe people when they tell her things. She's like, I'm going to go out and figure it out myself. I'm going to do it myself. And it gets her into a lot of trouble. And he never begrudges her the trouble that she gets into. She gets into a lot of trouble. And he gets mad at her, rightly so. But he's always there to save her. He's always there to support her. He's always there to kind of like talk it out with her if she's having her teenage girl issues or her private investigator issues or whatever she's got going on. I know. She's a complicated woman. Um, Whatever she has going on, He's totally there for her. And I loved their relationship because he's so supportive and you can tell that he just, his whole life is her. Regardless of what else he's got going on, he'll drop it to literally save her life. And I just love it. He's so brave and he's so committed to her and they're just the best. They're a dad and a daughter combination that I just hands down. It's awesome. I'll have to check it out. It sounds such a good show. Sounds wonderful. Such a good show. It's worth a watch. Um, I have Jack Butler from Mr. Mom. Mm-hmm. It's right in the title. Again. <laughs> We're going back to the 80s, early <laughs> 90s. Um, so the plot of this wacky movie is that he loses his job at a car company in Detroit. Sad face. Who saw that coming. Mm-hmm. And his wife... Goes back to work and gets a job, and he has to be the one who stays home with the kids because it has to be one or the other if you're a parent, right? They don't have any money for childcare, so yeah. so I liked it because it's funny, but it also was starting to break down traditions of it has to be mom who stays mm-hmm. home. Yeah, totally, and. Throughout the movie, he discovers how hard it is to be mom or to be the person who stays home. Mm -hmm. And it brings him closer to his kids and it teaches him all about life, (laughs) by golly. Um, I I think it's a really good movie. And he goes from being kind of the dad who just comes home and expects dinner to be on the table and the kids are clean and going to bed or whatever and he sees all of everything that goes into it and he becomes a better parent mm-hmm. and he becomes a better husband, so on and so forth. I think it's definitely worth a watch. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah, it is. And it's it was hilarious. It was kind of special for its time because it was different. Yes. And that was cool. I remember thinking, wow, that's different. I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. And, and I, it's Michael Keaton. Yeah, yeah, it's Michael Keaton. He's so good. Yeah, and he's, <laughs> he's so just funny. So funny. When he's got that blanket that the kid won't give up. And he's like, look, man, 
<laughs> he's just like real, real talk. Yeah, like real talking. This kid, he's like, look, man, you gotta let it go. This, this is pretty rank. <laughs> Maybe not the most sensitive reaction, but. but when the kid gets rid of his blanket, the dad. Jack also gets rid of his comfort, mm-hmm. which is his plaid shirt that he's been wearing for like weeks. Talk about what's rank in yeah. this room, sir. And so he go he makes a bargain with his kid and he's like, Look, look, man, you get rid of this blanket, I'm gonna get rid of this shirt. And we're gonna go through this together. Mm-hmm. And it's like this funny little thing, but I think it's actually great that he does that. Yeah. It's a good movie. Mm-hmm. And I think it holds up. It does. It's maybe a little dated now, but a little. I think it it still has a good message. It does. Mm-hmm. He's a good dad. Yeah. <laughs> um, who else do I have on my list? Oh, okay. So this is a movie that I was rewatching a couple weeks ago, and it still made me cry. Damn it! Oh. Bruce Willis in Armageddon. Mm-hmm. Oh, you never saw it? Okay. First off, you have to watch that movie. I don't want to give you any spoilers, but he is also a single dad with a daughter. Who's Liv older? Tyler. Liv Tyler is his daughter, and she is dating Ben Affleck back when he was young. Um, I didn't see it? It's just did been you see a it? Long, long time. Yeah. So he decides, for the good of his daughter and you know the rest of the planet, that he he's like a driller in right uh, Alaska, I think it is, and he decides like they kind of draft him to go up into space and drill into an asteroid to save the planet. Because they have to like break open, break apart this asteroid so that it doesn't hit the earth. They were going to drill into it and like plant charges in the middle so that they could like break it in half and it would like miss the earth. Science. I know. It's all science. They had some awesome computer graphics to explain it. Um, Things go awry, of course, as they do. And I don't know if you remember the end. He stayed. Yeah. He ends up sacrificing himself. And saying goodbye to his daughter. And that's the part that makes me cry. Um, from space. Because he wants to send her boyfriend. Who's also up there with them. Home to her. So he sacrifices himself. So that she can have the love of her life back. Oh frick. I know. That relationship better last. <laughs> I, I am going to. In my head canon. They get married and have little babies. And name them after him. <laughs> And he gets a hero and a, like a monument and a parade and Absolutely. all kinds of things because dating after him. I know it's and he's just this nope like this regular Joe. He's like, I'm not a scientist. I'm not an astronaut. I'm not a hero. But yet he does a really heroic thing to save the whole planet. It's a pretty good dad. I think that's a pretty good dad. He gives her boyfriend a lot of shit throughout this, the movie because, of course, you know, like no one's oh, ever yeah. good enough for my daughter. But then he sends him back home to her. In his place. And he's like, you take care of her. She's yours now. Oh, my God. I know. I don't think I want to watch that. It's just too much. I went through the emotional turmoil just for you guys. Just for our listening audience. Way to be a team player. (laughs) It's a good movie, though. I think that we would regret our lives. Like, big time if we didn't talk about Arthur Weasley. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Best dad ever. Such a good dad. Fucking love Arthur Weasley mm-hmm. from Harry Potter. If you don't know who Arthur Weasley is, you are. <laughs> go read a book. You need to go watch a movie. I uh, don't even. All of the above. He, I think is probably my favorite fictional dad. He's a really good fictional dad. My goodness. <laughs> he 
What can you say about I know. Arthur? What can't you say? Childlike wonder. He's got that box checked off. He's he's brave. He's very committed to his family. They are his life. He um he loves Molly. He does. He loves his wife. And you know, they're not well off. They have like a lot of kids and not a lot of money. So he works really hard. But yeah, he works so hard at his job to provide for his family. Yes. And he's had his fair share of tragedy mm-hmm. and yet he doesn't let him or doesn't let it bring him down. Mm-hmm. And on top of his own children, all seven of them. Right. <laughs> he brings in Harry. Mm-hmm. No questions. Yep. No. Harry's, hey, can Harry's you stay here all summer? It's mm-hmm. fine. I love that scene in the movie when Arthur shows up and he goes, Oh, who's this at breakfast? <laughs> he has like no idea. Like, <laughs> And who are you? <laughs> just oh, in. you're just in my kitchen. And then he's like, "Oh, I'm Harry." And he just immediately, okay. Well, anyway, so like, have some toast and tell me about a rubber duck and mm-hmm. whatever. And I like also that, whereas Molly is the disciplinarian, Arthur he tries sometimes. Yeah, he's kind of like their eighth kid. But I think it's cool that he encourages Fred and George Mm -hmm. where Molly shuts them down. Like, they balance really well Mm -hmm. because again, it's cool to be weird. And he lets his kids, you want to break curses for Gringotts? Go ahead. Mm -hmm. You want to open up a joke shop? Okay. Like, yeah, just very supportive. And on top of supporting them, he also like tries to give them better things even if he can't afford it he mm-hmm. takes them all to the quidditch world cup yeah you know how much money that would cost him oh my god mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just yeah love him. and i'm really glad that jk rowling decided not to kill him off i know that would have been so sad because originally he was gonna die in order of the phoenix and she was like you know what i've killed enough dads mm-hmm. yeah really and you have to have a foil for someone like lucius malfoy mm-hmm. who's a terrible dad yes Definitely a terrible dad. So I did enjoy the scene also in Chamber of Secrets, which was not included in the movie. (laughs) But when Arthur and Lucius get into a fist fight, Mm -hmm. because another thing I really like about Arthur is that he's very accepting. Yes, he he brings Hermione's parents in and he's Mm -hmm. like, tell me about being a dentist. He's just so like, oh, my God. He never judges. He's mm-hmm. like, you are who you are. What can I learn from you? Yeah. What can you teach me? I'm fascinated by who you are. Yeah. He just happens to be pure blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but he doesn't. He just does not give a No, fuck. he doesn't care about that at all. And so when he and Lucius get into that fist fight <laughs> in Flourish and Blots, I am just rooting for him every He's single like, time. Get I'm like, get him! Because <laughs> Lucius Malfoy's talking shit about his family. Mm-hmm. He's just had enough and he decks him right in the middle of the bookstore. Yeah, they're pretty much the same, even though one family has more money than the other. They're both equally prestigious. Mm-hmm. So he's like, what? You don't have anything to say to me. Mm-hmm. What leg do you have to stand on right now? Yeah. So five stars for Arthur Weasley. He's a great dad. It's true. <laughs> um, Talking great dads, but not a literal dad, not a birth dad. I feel like we have to talk about Bobby <gasps> from Supernatural. He's a singer. I know. Because. I fucking love him. Right? We had not such a great dad. 
in John Winchester. Definitely not uh, your model father. No. But they had a surrogate dad. I'm going to get all weepy. I know. I know. It's it's very emotional. Um, Super legit with the tough love. You know, definitely not a coddler. No, but. But. So supportive, always there for them. He's a home they can go to. You know, he's a shoulder they can cry on. He's a beer they can drink. (laughs) And they know they can call him and he will put himself on the line for them. And I feel like, what else do you want in a dad? I mean, yeah, he's everything that John is not. And Mm -hmm. I also liked that he clearly didn't like John. Yeah. He was like, what the shit is that? I have to be what these kids don't have. Yeah. And obviously Bobby was stationed. He's like in South Dakota. Mm -hmm. And so John would leave them at his house for periods at a time, but sometimes he would take them away and and Bobby would offer to keep them. Mm -hmm. And he'd be like, no, no, it's fine. But he's like, they're missing out on school and they're missing out on being on the football team. Mm -hmm. And they can do this stuff when they're older. Yeah. And John was like, no. (laughs) Because he's the worst. But when they're older and they can see what Bobby did for them or even just memories that they didn't understand at the time. Mm -hmm. I think there's like one where Dean remembers when Bobby said something to John and Mm -hmm. was like. About how they need a home and they need like a family and they can't just be who he is now. Yeah. You can't leave him in a motel for weeks. Mm -hmm. They're. What were they, like, six and eight or something? They were little. They were little. And that's not how you treat kids. And mm-hmm. and I appreciated that he <laughs> viewed themselves as their dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, he calls I them his two kids. Boys, mm-hmm. And they grew up great. <laughs> <laughs> He's a great dad. Yes. He's got his own baggage, but I feel yes. like he wishes they were his biological kids. So he oh, yeah. treats them like they are. Yeah. And I get upset and I know it wasn't really him, but when he told Sam to lose his number. Yeah. I know. And I think that shows how close they are because Sam takes that really hard. Mm-hmm. And another thing that I found posted on, I think it was Pinterest. You know how I love Pinterest. <laughs> uh it was the episode where they find the shapeshifter mm-hmm. baby or some an episode where they have a baby. I think it was the shapeshifter baby. And the lady at the checkout asks what the name is. And Sam says, John. And Dean says, Bobby. Mm-hmm. And Bobby it's, John. <laughs> it's kind of interesting because at that point, Sam doesn't have a soul. So mm-hmm. he views it dad as a biological thing. And Dean sees dad as. Who's my dad? Mm -hmm. And he does it again in that episode where they're in that alternate universe where Dean's like a businessman and Sam works at the tech. (laughs) He's like tech support. He's like tech support. (laughs) Yeah. Because they, oh, tell us about your parents. And Dean talks about Bobby and Ellen. Mm -hmm. That says it all. (laughs) Case closed. I love Bobby. Drop the mic, but not literally. Bobby and Arthur are... The guys. There's some great dads. Mm-hmm. It's true. Did you have any other dads on your list? I do have a couple. We're kind of running low on time. 
So I'm going to zip through these, but do, do you have any others? I have a couple, but you go first. Okay. I have Carl Winslow mm-hmm. from Family Matters. I watched that show sporadically. I watched up. the whole damn thing. Did you? Yes. It was part of my childhood. <laughs> I feel like, what was that on? NBC something? I don't know. Um, it was ABC because ABC. they were part of TGIF for a while. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I remembered Carl and I, I stopped watching that because Urkel just <laughs> irritated me. <laughs> he irked you. He, uh-huh. irked, he irked me quite a bit. <laughs> it's just weird. Anyway, but I liked Carl. He was a great dad. Mm-hmm. And I have Phil Banks from The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, mm-hmm. who is actually an uncle. Yes, but he, well, you know, he's, he's a father Carl, to some of the Carlton's kids. dad. Yeah. He's not Will Smith's dad. Right. But he was also a great, wonderful influence on everybody in the house. Even if he was a little mean to Will. <laughs> out of love. <laughs> it came out of a, like, get your shit together kind of place. Yeah. Clearly, yes. he he meant well, and I have Saul from Grace and Fla- Grace and Frankie. Mm-hmm. Since I'm watching it right now, yes. I can talk about that. Please do. He is a really great dad. He, you can tell that he has a really close relationship with his kids, mm-hmm. and he's very in touch with his emotions. Even oh before he came out of the closet, he was very in touch with his emotions as a dad. And he may not have raised like totally functional children. <laughs> Coyote. But yeah, Coyote's a little bit of a mess, but you can tell that he really loves his partner. He loves Frankie when they're married and even afterward. And he loves Robert really deeply. And yes. he takes on Robert's kids as his own kids too, mm-hmm. which is really sweet. And he takes it hard when Robert's kids kind of don't yeah. take to him as much as he had hoped they would. Mm-hmm. He's just a very sensitive soul. He is. He's a very sensitive dad. It's sweet. He's cute. <laughs> I have Tim from Home Improvement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just because he was funny. He was funny. Uh, that show was interesting. <laughs> he was a good dad. He meant he well. Was. And I have... Uh, <laughs> don't hate me. Uh-oh. <laughs> Charlie Swan from Twilight. Okay. I. Yeah. He is... I'm going to say it. The only character that I liked. Okay. He's the one in the wheelchair? No. Oh, that's that the other is dad. Jacob's dad whose name escapes me, but he's also a really good dad. Mm. I just, I can't remember what his name is. Billy? Yes. Where did that come from? I don't even know. You guys, I don't even know anything about Twilight. But he was also a really good dad. I like Charlie because first of all, he's like the only realistic character in the whole damn book. Mm. Him and Billy. And who are their best friends. It's cool. They go fishing together. I love it. <laughs> but he's like the local cop. He and Bella's mom got divorced. That didn't pan out. But he still always offers her a home. Mm. And he always watches out for her. And he doesn't really like Edward. He doesn't really like trust him. Like you do. Weird. Dude. <laughs> Again, I saw a meme that said, if this book had been about Charlie Swan, I would have read the shit out of it. <laughs> we need a Charlie Swan book, not written by Stephanie Meyer. Yes. And my <laughs> last one is George Banks from Father of the Bride. Oh, yes. Okay. I yes. love him. He's a good dad. I mean, I love Steve Martin. That guy can do no wrong. But <laughs> I really liked him because, well, actually, I did have two more on here, but whatever. Um, he... 
he would get really frustrated, but he would do whatever his daughter wanted because mm-hmm. he loved her so much. And he loved Nina, his wife. They were cute. <laughs> and then my last two are Mike Sullivan from Road to Perdition mm-hmm. and Dexter Morgan from Dexter. Maybe not the best role model, but he tried to be a good dad. No, but he tried to overcome being a serial killer mm-hmm. for his kids. For his kids. He also took on Rita's kids, who were not biologically his. And after she was gone, he still took care mm-hmm. of them. Yeah. Not your average serial killer. It's true. He's so a complex man. Even though he made some mistakes, <laughs> a little murdery, he also was, at the base of things, a good dad. Yeah. Until the end. Yeah. <clears throat> Until he, the end. When he took off. That We're just going to pretend that didn't happen. Yeah. Because it was stupid. While he was acting as a dad, <laughs> I thought he was great. Yeah. He was definitely a good dad. Um, I had a couple more on my list. The dads from Independence Day stick out to me. You had um, Captain Steve Stephen Hiller. That was Will Smith's mm-hmm. character, who was going like in the process of becoming a stepdad to his girlfriend, right. who became his wife. So you know, we see him kind of trying to build a relationship with this little boy, and he's he's just great to him. They just have such a cute relationship and I loved it. And he was like, you're going to be my family. I'm going to take you guys both on and we're going to be a family all together. I know it's just, it's such a, it gives me the warm fuzzies. Um, And then obviously president Whitmore is also a dad. Mm -hmm. um, And he, you know, goes to great length to try to protect his daughter. And we even see it in the resurgence film as well. Kind of like how that whole relationship panned out because at that point they don't have a mom anymore. So we can kind of fill in the blank and say, like, he raised her from the end of that movie forward to resurgence. So that gives me a lot of feelings. (laughs) He's also the best guy ever. I love him. Um, (laughs) And then there's Julius Levinson, who's David's dad. That's Jeff Goldblum's dad. Oh, I was like, yeah, dad's all up and down that movie. Dad's all over. Um, but he is, they kind of have like a, an interesting relationship at the beginning, but by, it's a little adversarial, but by the end, they really like grow into their relationship with each other and they bond. It's the end of the world, man. It's going to make you bond. Um, but I really, I love that that movie was so dad focused. Like there were obviously moms as well and it was very family focused, but I love that we got three really great examples of dads that are like super brave, really committed to their families, love their kids And are just trying to look out for everyone else. They're just so selfless. And I love that about them as a group. They're awesome. Um, I also had Benjamin Sisko from Star Trek DS9. Another single parent. He is the sort of head of the space uh, station. But he has a teenage son. Oh, that's got to be rough. Yeah. And uh, so he's trying to like handle everything about his job and then also handle his kid who is like so going through puberty on a space station where there's like he's like the only you know there's no escape there's no other kids really (laughs) there's like a handful of other kids that kind of come and go throughout the series so he's having a lot of identity issues and things like that and a big focus of the series is their relationship with each other we even see them like flash forward into the future where his Uh, his kid is like grown and like how they talk about the past, which is the present for the show is really interesting, but they had a lot. They learned a lot from each other and they learned, he learns how to be a dad on the show and kind of faces all of these challenges about like building your family. 
Um, and I really, I like him. I don't like the actor who plays him, but I like the character. I think that he's a really oh, yeah. good dad. Um, yeah. And that, the only other person that I had on my list was Coop from Interstellar. I don't know if you saw that movie with Matthew McConaughey. No. Oh, man. It's another feelsy space dad movie, man. Um, I'm out. I know. I know. But it's a really good movie. He has to, like, travel to this very, very distant star system, and he has to leave his daughter behind. And he knows that because of, like, the way that space travel works, by the time he gets back to the planet Earth, she'll be, like, dead. So he leaves her all of these, like, messages. He sends her these little messages, and we see her get them, and she's getting older and older and older Mm -hmm. as she's, like, watching him, and he's kind of staying, like, the same age because he's not aging at the same rate that she is. Right. Um, And then they finally, like, get to kind of talk to each other, and we see her growing up in the absence of her dad and how that affected her personality. But he's still trying to, like be there for her as much as he can and like touch base with her. And he's always talking about her and he's always worried about her. And so it was a really interesting dad and daughter relationship because it was unique. Well, yeah. Yeah. But he was also, he gave me a lot of feelings in that movie. It's a great movie. You should watch it. It's really good. I shall. That was pretty much the end of my list. I had a couple more, but we're out of time. Yeah. So we'll save it for next year. So much awesomeness. I know there's so many awesome dads. What are we going to talk about next week? Well, I will be at Wizard World Sacramento when this yeah, you are. when this episode airs. So if you're going, come find me. Um, but I'm going to bring back some interviews. Yes, I'm so excited. And some celebrity interviews. Oh, girl. And my little report. I'm, I'm a little nervous. Um, you're going to do amazing. <laughs> but uh, we, I will be interviewing Lou Ferrigno. <gasps> Of Hulk fame, uh, Kevin Sorbo of Hercules fame, as well as Nicholas Brendan, who is Xander on Buffy, oh my goodness. among other things. Um, but that's going to be a whole weekend of hijinks for me. So I'll be bringing back my report. Yeah, I'm excited. Week. I can't make it, but I'm excited. You'll be hear. there in spirit. Uh, yes. Yes. I will be at home celebrating Father's Day with my dad. Yeah. So I'm excited for you. Me too. And I can't wait to hear all about it. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be so fun. Yeah. So our our next one might be a mini-sode. Yes. But we'll be here. Yeah. And if you see me or if you find us on, like, Twitter and on Facebook, I'm going to be, like, tweeting and and attempting to do social media from the con. You got this. So uh, bear with me, but check us out on Twitter. Check us out on Instagram. I'll be trying to do as many social media things as I can over the weekend. Awesome. Okay, bye. Bye.